They wanted their rights and they wanted their liberty. Kings and magistrates had overstepped their bounds, overstepped their authority, and had no right to rule. No right to rule free people. You are listening to And If Love Remains, a unique show spotlighting people, ideas, science, culture, and art. Your host, Mike Lovett. Mike Lovett. Hello, Rachel. Yes, you are listening to that great podcast in the sky. And if love remains, I am your host, Mike Lovett. I got to tell you, I've been trying to make this particular episode. This is probably my fourth, fifth, sixth attempt. I don't know. I am struggling to make this episode, and I want to tell you why. This is a really important episode to me, and uh, I want to do it justice, and I don't think I can. Um, because, uh, I just don't think I can, but I'm going to try because I think it's really important that people know this person and do your research. This guy is a stud. He is absolutely by far my very favorite American Patriot. And and there's a couple of reasons. He's not somebody who is, uh, well known for his writing or his oration. Um, he's, he's, um, not somebody who, Um, is really well known at all. He wasn't at, um, he's not a signer of the Declaration of Independence. He wasn't at the Constitutional Convention. He was just a doctor who understood that liberty was the most important thing to him and his countrymen, who hated tyranny, who hated the King of England and knew that he had to rid this continent of that arrogancy and that oppression. This guy's name is Hugh Mercer. Hugh was born in Scotland in uh, the late 1720s. And he grew up a a son to a minister, the Reverend William Mercer. And the Mercers were pro-Jacobites. In other words, they were trying to rid Scotland of the evil king of England. Because every king is evil. Now, some Jacobites wanted to install the Stuart king. Um, I don't know what specifically what he, what Mercer's role was or what his views were. Um, but I just, for me, all that matters is he, they wanted to rid Scotland of the oppress, oppression that England was putting upon it. They wanted their rights and they wanted their liberty. And so... Hugh, um, and, and, and Hugh ended up going to university at the university of, um, Aberdeen where he studied medicine. He was a healer. He was a doctor and he fought with the Jacobites, um, specifically and most importantly for this discussion at the battle of Culloden, which is 
um, the greatest defeat that the Jacobites had. And it really ended their um, quest to rid the Scotland from the Hanover tyranny. Um, Hugh, because he was a pro Jacobite, he had to hide out because just like all tyrants, just like all oppressive governments, they were looking to seize him, take him away, put him in jail, torture him, murder him, because that's, that's what, that's what oppressive governments do. They, they take political prisoners just because you want to be free. And so Hugh had to hide for about a year before, uh, through fellow Scotsmen and, um, American loyal uh, Americans, he, uh, made the very difficult decision to leave his native soil and move to America. He settled in Pennsylvania where he, again, he was a healer. He, um, learned a lot from the native Americans apparently, and he used some of their techniques. He also was very influential in setting up standards for, uh, American medicine among the colonialists. And, um, he was a well-respected healer doctor. And then the French came and, uh, tried to oppress the Americans. And so now Hugh Mercer found himself having to fight alongside with his countrymen, not, not the King of England, not the British, but along his country, along with his countrymen to secure their freedom against the French because they're oppressive too. And the French, um, co-opted the Indians. And so we had this French Indian war. Um, while he, he was, uh, um, he did a, uh, um, campaign, a, a, a fateful campaign where they lost, it's now called Fort Pitt, uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, and, but during that time, his, uh, he was separated from his regiment and he spent weeks. In fact, he, he, uh, broke his arm. I believe he was, well, he was injured and he spent weeks separated trying to hide um, from the enemy, living on roots and berries until he found his way back. He was promoted to captain, and he met a young colonel named George Washington, and they became fast friends. Hugh... Uh, after the war, he distinguished himself in the war, um, but after the war, he moved to Virginia where he was not only, again, friends with George Washington, but he was acquainted with Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, the great revolutionaries that, that we hear about today. But you know what? In Fredericksburg, he was named Colonel of the Fredericksburg Militia. I believe it was called something like the um, security department. I, I, I there's no department anyway. He was the a security association or something. Remember during that time, the 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 people 
were the police. The people were the protectors. They didn't have government-run police to, to suppress our rights. It was the people protecting themselves, protecting each other. Well, Hugh Mercer was respected enough that he was named colonel and in charge of this. And uh, as tensions grew, because Britain decided that, that they again wanted to oppress the people, that they wanted to instill their more tyranny, more taxes, more theft, and the people weren't having it, as they shouldn't. It's so sad that we take it. Anyway, so Hugh was a was a quick and early uh, member of of who wanted to to separate and declare independence. He was he was definitely on the side of the patriots and the colonialists. And uh, he had seen what Britain had done, what the English had done to his native Scotland. He had seen what they had, what uh, the French had done cruelly to the Americans. And he was seeing what the British were again cruelly doing to the Americans. And uh, so. He went and he fought in the Revolutionary War. Now, not only did he fight, but he was promoted to colonel. Um, or sorry, he was elected colonel, um, but he was promoted to brigadier general by his good friend George Washington. And Hugh was very instrumental on, on in in planning and executing the um, crossing the Delaware on Christmas of 1770, uh, 1776, 1777, excuse me. No, 1776. I don't know. It doesn't matter. See, like I said, if it's worth doing well, it's worth doing poorly. This is me doing it poorly, but I think you need to look at this guy up. Hugh Mercer. He's so important. Um, they defeat the, the Hessians, but here's the problem. The Americans found themselves on the other side of the Delaware. And in a sense, they had kind of trapped themselves and the British had to, um, the, 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 the British, all they had to do was cross the Delaware and they could have captured the Americans. Well, Hugh Mercer, uh, and 400 men, stayed behind while Washington, you know, in a sense retreated, but really made the decision that they were going to go and attack. Uh, they were going to take Princeton. I hate to say attack because they were really protecting the people. This, this is not British soil. The English had no claim on America. This was their land. It was their freedom. It was the, it was the English that were attacking. So yes, the, the Americans were going to go and, and attack the British, the British soldiers, they were, they were, they were freeing the people of Princeton from kings and magistrates that had overstepped their bounds, overstepped their authority, and had no right 
to rule, zero right to rule, no right to rule free people. So Washington went to Princeton and Hugh and his 400 men stayed behind and lit, lit fires so that it looked like that their camp was bigger than it was. And the British decided not to attack that night. So they were, they were also in charge of, of protecting the, the back flank of the um, colonial army. And as they approached Princeton, um, the British army were, was actually leaving Princeton, heading back down towards the Delaware to, to help, um, uh, to, to help the British. And they saw the colonials and they attacked their back flank. So Hugh Mercer sent word to Washington that they were being attacked. And he and his 400 men stood against the British army. And this is kind of a fulcrum point in the revolutionary war, because if, if at this point, if they could not hold off the British and uh, the war was basically done. There's many fulcrum points like this in the revolution, but this is definitely one of them. And here's what happened. The, the, the British fired and, uh, and shot Hugh Mercer's horse out from under him. And his 400 men kind of turned tail and, and ran. He was trying to round up his troops. He keep them lined up. Um, hold the line, but they wouldn't. And so he stood by himself, Hugh Mercer, the doctor, the healer, the physician, turned soldier to protect his countrymen and his people, turned against the entire British army. And the British mistook him as George Washington. And so they, they yelled out, get the traitor, get the traitor. And Mercer stood up, pulled out his sword, and yelled, I am no traitor. Because he wasn't the traitor. The traitor were the British. They were the traitors. They were the ones that overstepped the law. The law of liberty. And so he faced down the entire British army with his sword. He was surrounded by eight British soldiers and he held them off long enough for Washington to come back, but he was bayoneted eight times and left for dead on the battlefield. The, his soldiers found him, took, picked him up, had him to, uh, you know, to take him to, wanted him to, to go get help. And he said, no, I want to see how my countrymen fare in this battle. And so they set him underneath an oak tree which is now called Mercer's Oak. And he watched as, and the, as the, the colonialists rallied, defeated the British. And this was really an instrumental part of the Revolutionary War. And Hugh Mercer later succumbed to those injuries and died. So here's a man who fought the King of England, the tyrant king, twice. One in his native Scotland, where he lived but lost. You know, once in his new home, 
in America, in Virginia, his country, where he lost his life, but in doing so, helped to secure the liberty of his fellow countrymen. We need more Hugh Mercers today. You are listening to And If Love Remains. The first of 23 installments requested by Dr. Levitt. We're trying to be in compliance here because we're taking him and that whole organization down.